Welcome to a brand new series on the Capital Musings podcast, where we continue to explore fresh ideas that make finance work for the least developed countries. If you're constantly looking to stay up to date on the latest impactful news and events, you're in the right place. Today's episode of Capital Musings Milestones recaps the most noteworthy moments of the past month in a concise podcast. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to keep yourself in the loop. In today's episode, we'll cover a wide range of topics that have made headlines in March, reflecting the ongoing efforts to create a better and more sustainable world. Join us as we discuss the upcoming nationwide survey on digital and financial literacy in Ethiopia, how ACCF support has been instrumental in rolling out Climate Adaptation 2 in Lesotho, UNCDF's partnership with Google to boost Ethiopia's MSMEs through digitalization, insights from exploratory research in India on how savings products can benefit low-income women entrepreneurs, a unique pilot program in Nepal that demonstrates the potential of index-based insurance for climate-vulnerable farmers, the expansion of locally-led climate resilience in Mozambique, the announcement of women-led cities, the call for more and faster climate finance by the new local ministerial ambassador, a collaboration between OPEC Fund and UNCDF, and W4WP's efforts to support women survivors of gender-based violence who are affected by limited access to water. Let's dive in. The UN Capital Development Fund and the Ministry of Innovation and Technology in Ethiopia got together with important public, private, and development partners on March 23rd in 2023 to discuss an upcoming survey. This nationwide survey will look at how digitally and financially literate Ethiopians are and how this knowledge is used in financial matters. They are using this survey to measure digital and financial literacy levels and identify any gaps that may exist. The goal is to create better digital services, products, and programs that are more suited to the needs of the citizens. Plus, this helps achieve the government's plan for digital transformation under the Digital Ethiopia 2025 strategy. The survey will take place this year, and many different groups will be working together to create it. Ethiopia's goal is to have 70% of its citizens digitally literate and financially included by 2025, so this survey is vital. Overall, participants emphasize that digital and financial literacy is essential to empowering people, especially underserved groups. Starting digital literacy at a young age is also essential. The survey's goal is to have a better understanding of digital and financial literacy to foster an inclusive digital economy in Ethiopia. During the forum, the participants reviewed the survey questionnaire that will be administered in the coming months. The information gathered during these forums will help improve the survey and better reflect the needs of the people. The UNCDF is committed to supporting Ethiopia with this comprehension and ensuring that no one is left behind in the digital era. Today, we are going to be discussing the local climate adaptive living facility approach for adaptation to climate change impacts that is being implemented in Lesotho. Thanks to the African Development Bank's Africa Climate Change Fund, or ACCF, they were able to support the pilot phase and ensure those lessons learned were carried over into the rollout phase. The local climate adaptive living facility uses performance-based climate resilience grants that help to finance locally-led adaptation efforts at the government level. In Lesotho, this is a joint effort between the district technical team and community councils, with the former providing assistance and guidance to the latter. They help get the council plans together, coordinate implementation, and report back on progress. 
However, it is the communities themselves who are responsible for identifying and implementing these adaptation measures, monitoring implementation, expenditure, and ensuring compliance with minimum conditions and performance measures. And they're doing a great job. Matumelo Labatama, a member of the community, expressed their gratitude for the grant provided by local to improve their water supply system at Tabalia Till. They say that they no longer have to travel long distances to fetch water for their households, and safe, clean water is now available. During the pilot phase, they gathered some valuable takeaways, including the size of grants, alignment and use of country systems, and an eligible investment list, all of which is being put to good use to further sustain and expand the local climate adaptive living facility approach. The government of Lesotho launched the local climate adaptive living mechanism with support from the UN Capital Development Fund in 2017, and we're happy to report that work has already commenced in 2020. The local approach has financed many infrastructure projects, including 16 water supply projects and one range management project in four community councils, which are benefiting almost 7,000 households. These investments and their implementation are designed to create adaptation opportunities and benefits for women and other vulnerable groups. So there's a new project in Ethiopia that aims to help small and medium businesses thrive through digitalization. UNCDF and Google have partnered up to provide technical assistance, online training, and business advisory support to these MSMEs. The project will focus on creating online profiles for 100 MSMEs, providing them access to digital tools and digital learning content, and increasing their awareness of accessing digital financial services. This will help improve their resilience to COVID-19 and open new opportunities for them. These MSMEs will also receive support from Hybrid Bank, which will provide digital financial education, monitor their economic growth, and assess their credit worthiness to extend loan facilities. The leaders of this project are confident that by digitizing MSMEs, they can unlock new forms of finance, expand their reach, and become more profitable. Let's talk about how we can help low-income women entrepreneurs in developing countries save their money. We all know that savings are important for managing expenses and planning for the future, especially for women who run informal businesses from their homes. These women often save through informal methods, even though they would prefer to use bank accounts to finance and expand their businesses. Unfortunately, despite almost 80% of women in India having access to financial services, only 13% are saving their money through formal means. So what's holding these women back from using formal savings? Well, there are a lot of barriers, including irregular incomes, lack of infrastructure to travel to the bank, and social pressure to share their earnings with their families. These barriers are even harder to overcome for low-income rural women entrepreneurs who juggle savings between household expenses and their businesses. The good news is that Digital Financial Services, DFS, can help women-led businesses by offering privacy and new networks to expand, but many women still lack digital literacy and trust in DFS. So, what can we do to help? UNCDF and Common Sense Lab conducted a study with women collectives in Odisha, India, and have some insights that financial service providers, FSPs, can use to improve savings for low-income women entrepreneurs. One key finding is that making the bank more accessible to women, 
is essential for boosting savings. The agent banking model, where women can save in a secure and convenient manner, despite their irregular incomes and small deposit amounts, is a great option. For example, Mina, a member of a women's collective, now calls the local banking agent to their meetings where all members can make financial transactions. Women's testimonies show that this model has helped them save more and more frequently. However, there are still challenges that need to be addressed, such as lack of electricity, data connectivity, and the need for more female banking agents. Hiring more female agents and providing them with training in digital services and customer service can help overcome these challenges. In conclusion, both the banking agent infrastructure and savings products themselves need to accommodate women's needs and challenges. By involving more women in decision-making, we can work towards improving savings for low-income women entrepreneurs in developing economies. So basically, one of the key obstacles women entrepreneurs face when it comes to saving money is that there aren't many financial products out there designed to meet their specific needs. Even when they have access to banking services, these women still require a range of different tools and accounts that can help them save money for different expenses. For example, they may need to set aside money for a variety of household expenses, such as school fees, special events like weddings or festivals, as well as expenses related to their businesses, like investing in new equipment. Studies have shown that when it comes to saving money, people tend to be more successful when they have a specific purpose in mind and when they can see their progress. This is where goal-based savings accounts and other commitment devices can be helpful. These types of accounts make it easier for women to set aside money for specific expenses and also help protect their savings against other financial demands. Additionally, digital wallets and other mobile services can provide women with a way to track their progress and stay motivated towards achieving their savings goals. However, to make these tools truly effective, there needs to be more investment in mobile banking infrastructure and more research on the financial needs and aspirations of different segments of women. It's important to listen to women's feedback and test these tools to make sure that they're meeting women's economic and social needs. Education programs that are tailored to women's specific needs are also crucial for ensuring women are equipped with the financial knowledge needed to use these tools effectively. So, Nepal is one of the most disaster-prone countries in the world, with floods, droughts, earthquakes, and epidemics causing significant damage and loss of life. And these disasters disproportionately affect smallholder farmers and rural women who rely on agriculture for their livelihoods. With agriculture representing 24% of the GDP and employing 64% of the labor force, it's clear that developing risk management tools for farmers is a top priority for Nepal. The government has tried to support farmers by requiring insurance companies to provide coverage for agriculture, and with a 75% subsidy on the insurance premium, almost $24 million worth of agricultural products have been insured. But unfortunately, this subsidy has been used more for livestock than for other types of products, leaving many farmers without coverage for their crops and their livelihoods. That's where the UNCDF pilot program comes in. With the support of local partnerships, technical assistance, farmer training, and innovative product design, the program was able to bring agricultural insurance coverage to Nepali small farmers. The program focused on index-based insurance, 
which involves payouts calculated by historical data and a predetermined index, making it easy to understand, transparent, and avoiding lengthy verification processes. UNCDF made a catalytic grant to a local microfinance institution and a global insurance technology company to pilot an area yield index insurance for smallholder farmers in the Morang District of Province 1 in eastern Nepal. With this support, over 15,000 smallholder farmers, primarily low-income rural women, were able to receive insurance coverage to protect their rice crops against various threats. And almost 70,000 smallholder farmers receive training on the insurance product. The program is a great example of how index-based insurance can unlock the benefits of agricultural insurance for small farmers in climate-vulnerable countries, and hopefully, these learnings will inform efforts to expand insurance coverage to farmers in other countries as well. Mozambique is getting some help from the European Union and UNCDF to expand their climate resilience efforts. They're expanding the MERSIM project, which aims to reduce climate vulnerability with locally-led action. The project was originally created in 2019 and covered four districts. Now, with the expansion, it covers 10 districts in four provinces. Mozambique is at high risk for climate change impact and has been hit by six cyclones and two tropical storms in the last decade alone. The MERSIM project aims to combat these issues by providing capacity building and technical assistance to local governments so communities can actively participate in planning, budgeting, and other local governance processes in a gender-sensitive manner. Since the beginning of the project, 26 activities and resilient infrastructures have been fully funded, and 18 have already been completed. UN Habitat, UNCDF, and El Impacta Alliance have partnered to announce Women-Led Cities, a global initiative aimed at accelerating gender equality and increasing opportunities for women across cities worldwide. The initiative aims to have 50% female representation in leadership positions and eradicate violence against women by co-creating innovative strategies over a 12-month exploration period in select countries in Latin America, Africa, and Asia. Women-Led Cities directly tackles gender inequality by bringing together women business leaders and women mayors worldwide to advance the achievement of SDGs in cities. Women continue to face unequal representation in political and public life. Only 5% of cities worldwide are led by women. The initiative hopes to leverage an additional $360 million in the next four years to increase social and economic opportunities for women and girls, enhancing their well-being, safety, and security, and access to basic services and infrastructure. Through the pledge to leave no one behind, WLC's women leaders will collaborate and promote convergent and impactful actions to accelerate the achievement of SDGs in and through cities, while improving economic opportunities and creating better places to live for women. At the 5th UN Conference on the LDCs, high-level representatives from the least developed countries gathered to discuss results on adaptation to climate change with the Local Climate Adaptive Living Facility, LOCAL. The keynote speaker, Hans Sev Penyu, Minister of Finance for Tuvalu, announced his new role as a local ministerial ambassador, calling for more climate finance, 
more quickly for LDCs. Han Peinyu's island nation is at risk due to rising sea levels, and he stressed the importance of solutions being implemented at the local level to address the consequences of climate change. He announced that 27 LDCs across Africa, Asia, and the Pacific are already implementing adaptation solutions with local, which channels finance to subnational governments for locally-led resilience building. Other speakers at the event included H.E. Ms. Rohe John Manjong, Minister of Environment, Climate Change, and Natural Resources in the Gambia and local ministerial ambassador, who emphasized that local beneficiaries in the Gambia are mostly women, and Prof. Wilson K. Tarpe, Executive Director and Chief Executive Officer of the Liberian Environmental Protection Agency, who highlighted the appeal of locals' focus on the most vulnerable, building capacity and empowerment of local communities. Mr. Ugyen Dorji, Chief of Social and Development Division, Department of Multilateral Affairs, Ministry of Foreign Affairs and External Trade in Bhutan, also spoke about the success of locale in his country, where one of the first ever investments was a climate-resilient bridge that has been used for over a decade. In closing, David Jackson, Director of Transformative Finance at UNCDF, emphasized the importance of organizing the world finance architecture to deliver on the scale needed to address climate change. Overall, the event brought together representatives to discuss practical solutions for enhancing access to climate finance in support of the new program of action for the LDCs. The OPEC Fund for Development and the UN Capital Development Fund just signed an agreement that will help improve access to sustainable and efficient energy solutions basically make it easier for people to have clean cooking and to increase private sector investment in sustainable energy. The OPEC fund to give UNCDF $1 million to co-finance this project, and part of the goal is to meet the targets under the Sustainable Development Goals. The signing happened during the United Nations Conference of the Least Developed Countries, which is a chance to speed up sustainable development. Finally, the grant will support the inception phase of the Climate Finance and Energy Innovation Hub, which provides innovative financing solutions for sustainable energy. Madagascar and Tanzania are the two initial countries that this agreement will benefit. As we wrap up this episode of Capital Musings March Milestones, let's take a moment to reflect on the key takeaways from the diverse stories we've covered today. From digital and financial literacy initiatives in Ethiopia, to innovative insurance programs for climate-vulnerable farmers in Nepal, these stories have highlighted the power of collaboration, innovation, and dedication to drive sustainable development. We've seen the importance of sustainable adaptation to climate change in Lesotho, the empowerment of women entrepreneurs in India, and the expansion of locally-led climate resilience in Mozambique. We've also explored the intersection of technology and financial inclusion through UNCDF's partnership with Google, and the ambitious Women-Led Cities Initiative. These stories remind us that despite the challenges we face, there is hope and progress being made every day. As we move forward, let's continue to support and learn from these inspiring efforts around the world. As always, we appreciate your support and look forward to sharing more episodes filled with fresh ideas and empowering stories. If you found this episode helpful, Please help us reach new listeners by sharing it on social media using the hashtag Capital Musings or taking a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. 
Don't forget to subscribe to Capital Musings on your preferred streaming platform, or you can visit our dedicated website at podcast.uncdf.org for more inspiring content and resources. Your feedback and engagement are hugely important to us, and we appreciate your support in helping us grow our community of listeners. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.